It's your host, Sharon Lin, and welcome back to That's Debatable. So, this is a show where we bring you different takes on debatable topics, big or small, serious or silly, and many times a mixture of many things. And we will have some fun when we can. So, for this episode, it is a continuation of part one of my chat with Kimberly Zhang, who is a very experienced English teacher in Taiwan. And we talked a lot about English education and especially the bilingual policy that's currently happening in Taiwan. So, we stopped at there are definitely gaps、um, when it comes to resources and what sort of opportunities that different students from different families, different areas in Taiwan could get. And this is a problem when it comes to bilingual policy. And And what are some steps that our government is trying to take, and are they working? So stay tuned and let's hop right back in. So the government did is that they have a lot of、um, teachers, teachers to be that say the teacher training program. They will open it like having like additional courses for、uh, schools in rural areas. They will do online teaching or or、um, mm. a lot of like. Having more resources,、um, but I would say it's like it does has a limit,、mm. and the the gap was widened. Yeah, yeah. And do they um are how how successful? Well, so to speak, are they in recruiting these teachers for definitely not, not very successful? <laughs> definitely not because um、mm. when in like if you it's very difficult to teach um a very. Um, a subject in English, let's say,、um, oh, yeah. like chemistry. Oh, that's hard.、Yeah. Have a lot of difficulties already understanding it in Chinese in their <laughs> mother tongue. Yes, and now the teacher has to, you know, explain it in English or having those jargons in English, and it's really a burden for both teachers and the students. So,、um, for that level, I think that the government really need to rethink the balance of.、Um, Is it equal? It does. Does like national competitiveness equal to English ability? That is a great question. And when you're、That's、describing, yes, that is a great question.、Right. And when you're describing the situation, is do we really need that? Do we really need teachers to say, as a high school student or when I was in junior high school, did I ever crave that? Oh, my volleyball class has to be taught in English. Actually, I、oh, didn't.、No. I don't. I just want to learn volleyball. As long as the teacher is, right, you know, right, know, know their stuff, and that's that. That's what they're here for.、Uh-huh. And so, while this is my personal take, but I would say、um, I would guess that I'm not alone. And、um, uh-huh. also, this brings out another point because students, while in their family, the environment in their families is also very important. You know,、mm-hmm. one very funny thing that I observed. Uh, there's a very distinct. It's very funny example that just happened recently in my daily life. But also, this is not the standalone、uh, experience.、Uh, experience example. This is、mm-hmm. not the standalone、mm-hmm. example. So anyway, the other day I was having sushi. Anyway,、mm-hmm. I went to a restaurant.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, there's this family sitting、um, not too far away from me. So I wasn't really eavesdropping, but we, we sat together close enough that they're also. Um, they were also talking a, in a while,、um, very well. It's it's audible. I can、mm-hmm. I can sort of hear what they were talking about. Okay. So I they have two little kids. I would guess probably maybe seven years old. So maybe elementary school、um, age kids、uh-huh. too. And it's very interesting because I noticed that the the parents, so it was a mom and a dad. The parents, they sort of 
Uh, they only they they keep on telling their kids to describe things in English only. Or just to practice their English. And but it's it's kind of well, well, what do I know? Who am I to judge? Right? <laughs> I know, I know. But like uh, just from listening to the conversation, uh, how the kids react to to things around them, it's they they are reacting and they they are all reacting in English. But mm-hmm. I find it so it's a little bit odd because we are in Taipei, Taiwan, and English is I not know, our mother tongue. I know. And you know what's what the funny thing is that the I, from what I felt is the kids actually have a better command of English than say their parents. Mm-hmm. So whenever the dad said anything in in Mandarin Chinese, the kids actually started to correct their their dad. It's like, oh, you have to say you have to speak English only, English only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's they keep on asking uh, the parents, you know, how do you call this thing in English? What's the what's the term for this in English? And the parents they they don't know. Mm-hmm. So the whole conversation mm-hmm. is kind of odd. So Just it, it's, I, uh-huh. I would gather it's another example of this is not my first time sort mm, of encountering a family dynamic like Definitely. like this in Taiwan. So I would guess that it's either in their school environment or in their families that their parents have a so-called like English only yeah. policy. Yeah. But this is, or oh, I'm not uh, probably you're more qualified to comment on this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not an education and educator, but this would. It's it's very confusing for a young child mm-hmm. trying to pick up their mother tongue, and you know learning just you know healthy social interactions, but also have to juggle with this other foreign language that yeah. was never a part of Taiwan's history and upbringing and everything. So this is it's very interesting. I kind of find it I find it so in a way it's for me it's kind of sad but also entertaining <laughs> that. Whenever their parents try to speak in their mother tongue, they are corrected by their kids, but also they pass on this. Oh, you can only speak in English policy like, themselves. But I, you know what? I would. Do you go to bilingual school as well in kindergarten or only like, in kindergarten? Right? So I went to one of those bilingual kindergartens. I actually love that. I felt very, mm-hmm. very lucky. So I actually picked up English in a very organic way. Yeah, the same. So I go to bilingual kindergarten. Yeah. Um, but like yeah. I personally will admit that being good at English does. Br- Make us more competitive in a way. In yeah. this Taiwan is yes. market, you know, if you have better like speaking skills or you have better English skills, it's definitely a very strong card for. Yeah, you are um, where you are because of your abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Same so see that you can get this job and you know, um, becoming English teacher. I think that we are also the one that benefits from this kind of cultural values. Um, so uh, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So what I want to say is that you know, there's also a term called like. Besides bilingual, there's an academic term called translingual, meaning that you need to like be more flexible on different kind of language learning and different values of language. Um, you know, like language could, like what I say in the very beginning, could be very dominant. Like we still have this kind of English is superior. Yes. I th- um, I th- oh, you brought a very good point. I think that's what's disturbing I found from that uh, family. Yeah, right. They, right. they, they are English they are speaking more. their mother tongue, Mandarin Chinese, but mm-hmm. they're, they are criticized um, from, you know, to, they're criticized doing that. But you're just, you know, they, they think of uh, being able to speak English is quote unquote better. So this that's is, why I find it sad to see it happening, you know, with very small kids. Yeah. 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 So I would say that like besides bilingual policy that you brought up, I think we people really need to um, like re-enhance cultural awareness in this kind of policy changing. I if strongly the government agree. Is doing that. Yeah. Um, they need to value their own culture more because, you know, very like my, my students, they 
rarely speak Taiwanese. Sometimes they don't understand. It's Only their so grandparents sad. Yeah. learn that. Um, they do not know how to teach because, you know, students, how do you, is there a TOEFL, can you, can you get like higher TOEFL grades if you know diverse cultures or diverse languages? And, and you, the, you brought up many of these uh, so-called language tests. And I feel mm-hmm, like for mm-hmm. listeners, especially um, if you're listening from abroad, so in Taiwan in general, for so-called English language skills, mm-hmm. people like the, the testing scene is very <laughs> vibrant here to put it in a very diplomatic way. So people are right, right. really obsessed with, I would say obsessed on it. I know this is obsessed a hot is take. Obsessed is the right word. Oh, really? Okay, it's thank right you. Word. Okay, I got to agree. I know this is a hot take. <laughs> I'm but a teacher, but hey, we're on that's debatable. We are here to talk about debatable things. No, I, I wouldn't say that i'm that i'm pushing it too far to say many taiwanese people they're obsessed with scoring high in these tests mm-hmm. but i did those because it's usually a requirement for graduation or you know to to get a certain job you know in a certain field to have these certificates mm-hmm. like i did toic test and i actually i i did okay but mm-hmm. it's not like no, no, let's not talk about that. But my score is is very good. Uh-huh. But but also people would say, oh, it's still one point lower than this person or that person. Yeah. And they would sort of use this almost as a, you know, the only, you can say, scale to mm. see whether this person mm. is quote unquote qualified. But honestly, in those situations is, okay, just try me now, test me now to see who is better for this gig or for this position that you're looking for. I would say it's me than a person who scores, say, you know, 10 points higher than than me or my friends. So I think there's definitely, like you mentioned, there are so many things I would say it's just not quantifiable. Yeah, right. Say maybe, you know, with this bilingual policy, you know, the government managed to push Taiwan uh, in general, the whole environment to be, well, more, I would just nickname it English ready. Mm -hmm. But our 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 younger generation or people in general having a better cultural awareness say mm-hmm. knowing that there are different accents different cultural background also how much of the sentiments actually from a colonial point of view and also how do we balance that with many of the local languages that are actually dying out in Taiwan. right so i i don't know what are your thoughts yeah i think that yeah, yeah this is a hard question so i would say Instead of like English competence, I will change it into like intercultural competence because, mm. you know, Taiwan is a tiny island and it's very diverse as well. So it you're is. not only interacting to English speaking person, yeah. you're interacting to like different kind of accents, different kind of people coming yeah. here. So and there's I personally think there is no who's better, what is better, what is not. Yeah. So the cultural awareness is super yeah. important if you kind of have like very like let's say very american dominant or like oh, yeah. only white people i, I prefer white native you know, english actually, teachers the, the more I, ha, have you ever felt similarly that when you interact with friends from different countries they are actually surprised how americanized uh, the Taiwanese society is definitely yeah. you know that was one of my graduate uh, as a project in graduate school oh. I have collect all of the like the advertisement and the images on um, all of the schools mm. and you know those like very um, prestigious schools like a lot of cram schools or bilingual schools they all have white teachers on it so you will be very surprised that like how ta- it, it is something to do with politics of course yeah but, politics um, and history but but i would say it's yeah, a, yeah it's yeah. well there are, i would say to wrap up our discussion on 
you know, bilingual policy in Taiwan is, I would, I would say that in addition to pushing this policy, many mm-hmm. other aspects in our society, in our education scene has to follow. Yeah. If they don't, it's gonna, ooh, it's again, hot take. It might be very tragic because <laughs> it's also like, as, I can see that coming. as an English educator, I, I would say that you are at the front line of, you know, such a policy know. being enacted. Mm-hmm. And I just picture, have you ever encountered, well, you, of course, like, you know, uh, everybody can remain nameless. Um, it's very important. So have you encountered either parents or admin or students, they come to you and said that this this policy or learning a foreign language in Taiwan is really stressful and they're, you know, trying to juggle with many things. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. A lot of, t- a lot of parents, they... They're very worried and feeling that they need to catch up on this because mm. a lot of tests or their even their um their 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 college application have changed. Mm. So they want to be like they're so worried that their English is not good enough. So you oh. have limited time. Everyone have twenty four hours. This so is you really spend a cultural time of many Taiwanese like, people. Yes, it's like oh, yes, what you yeah. want to go how? It's yeah, actually kind of so it's actually kind of sad. <laughs> or right, something like, like that. <laughs> it's like kids, kids and students. They are stressed about They're, and you know like Taiwan's <laughs> education or I would say entire social value is so very like um, task oriented, very academic focused. Yeah, yeah. So they 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 yeah. You know the the time that the students finish it, so they stop learning. The university, uh, yeah, yeah, exam, the, yeah, yeah, the the college entrance exam, they stop learning because mm. they thought that oh no, purpose. getting a high score is the ultimate goal of learning. Is it? I would say no, right? <laughs> I'm I, I trying to entertain my students. I try mm. to like you know. I even last week I've done um, Hamilton's. Um, hey. I try to like. We like, love Hamilton, know, the musical on Broadway. Incorporate musical, yeah. and then you know, I let and them any of Kimberly students tuning in, you know, <laughs> like your teacher is nailing it. Okay, go on. <laughs> and it was well, um, like bringing back, um, yeah, a lot of t- a lot of parents are worrying about mm. this kind of new policy. They're very be afraid of like laughing out and left behind. So that's mm. why a lot of students there, uh, a lot of parents they're sending their kids to private school where they have more resources on English, so where they can recruit like more um, native speaker teachers. So English is still very dominant and very like, uh, yeah, being good at it. We are all the privileged one, you know, being able to manage the skill and have the opportunity to polish our language. But as you mentioned, like in rural areas, the schools, the yeah. resources, it could widen the gap. So the government really yeah. need to rethink It's further, you know, stretching the gap. We already have. That's a Absolutely. problem. I would say in many, in, in many, I would, sadly, in all countries, like the gap between uh, the yeah, rich yeah, and yeah. the poor and rural areas. It's not uh, only in Taiwan. Yeah, what sort of resources students mm-hmm. could get, but also... Yeah, I agree. And honestly, I feel not everybody needs to have such a high command of a foreign language, say English. Mm-hmm. Because say, if you know what you want to do in the future, and it actually, for example, it actually requires you to speak very good Hakka or Taiwanese or Japanese. It's Of course, it's always good to learn another foreign language. You know, it, it changes how your brain thinks and you, you could have a, you know, different gateway to think about the same things. You know, those are great. Um, but, but just not... Say for me, if you're pushing, I, I I don't know. 
I don't know whether this is a good enough example, but say I love volleyball. Uh-huh. I love to have, you know, as as you know, good of a skill set I could. But I don't need to play as good as you know, say our national team. I don't need that because yeah, yeah, right, right. what I want to do with the skill, it just I it, I don't need it to reach this this far. Right. But you know, having this you know policy as a very imposing pressure and equalizer.、Mm. I don't know.、Mm. There are definitely some a lot of pros. There are definitely a lot of cons, right? So to you know lighten up the conversation, <laughs> I, I would feel like you know educator being teachers. It's I, I would say I'm very happy to see that there's so many shows on streaming services like Netflix. They're actually highlighting、uh-huh. how important this job is, educators teaching, right. Right. because usually people don't appreciate what teachers do enough. I I feel I feel that. Thank you. So, <laughs> but as an educator, what do you feel is the most rewarding part of your job? Um, it's definitely a very rewarding job.、Mm. Um, Tell us more. I think the best time is that you can see students and parents changing,、mm. um, in a better way. I would say.、Um, so it's more like、um, I would use the word like I, I really love this vocabulary, and when I learn it, it's called rejuvenated.、Mm-hmm. Like you, it's a very tough job. You have oh yeah, to spend a lot of time. Listeners don't、others. take teachers' jobs for granted. Right. You know, if you have a teacher in the house, or you know, you yourself are teachers, thank you for your for all the hard work and effort you put in. Right. And so, you know, yeah. When you're describing so some of the stories that you shared with me is because you, you care so much about mm-hmm, education mm-hmm. and you're very passionate <laughs> about it, and you you really. You know, like if I were your student, like you're definitely you're you're definitely you know one of my favorite teachers for sure.、Thank、so、you. when you said that, you, you know, you feel this positive change in your students and parents is from. I, I really feel very moved from the stories you share with me. It's usually related to again something that is not quantifiable. Yeah, like because in your English class, and they actually wanted to say you know. Spend more time with your parents, but they don't know how. Actually, their parents they don't know how to reach out to their kids, right? And they actually、right. come to chat、Dangerous. with you. Yeah, they come to <laughs> chat with you for advice and you know just to connect as humans.、Mm-hmm. And I think those are really beautiful stories. Yeah, one of my mission, I wrote like these four words in front of my desk. It's from words to worlds. You know,、mm. as a language teacher, I teach a lot of like words. Yeah. But I think the words and language is a powerful tool for you to understand yourself. And the world.、Mm. So, this is what I envision myself as: that in my classroom, my students can know more about themselves, who they are, what they really want, what's their passion. It's not just about the scores. It's not only about the scores. You know, that's you know the score. It does tell you like so- something, but it's not you. I'm you kind, know, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of I cannot talk. <laughs> I'm so tired of you know growing up here as a student. That this environment is so fixated on、mm-hmm. the numbers and the scores, and if you you know score lower than say the previous yeah, time, my, you're like yeah, criticized and yeah, you're shamed. Right, and right, 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 right. That's、They、not have... that's not healthy.、Um, any government governmental officials listening to this? You know, we we gotta change that. Okay. You know, like my 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 kids also. Your kids. After your they, students. <laughs> my students. <laughs> students. I also. Oh yeah. Of, you know they they te- they they call each other's name based on the score that they get. So like、um, oh, Sharon,、sad. like、um, if you get one hundred, you know, TOEFL. <laughs> After that, the next week you'll be called one hundred. 
Hey, one hundred guy. Hey. <laughs> like something like that. They really this is so funny, but you also know, so sad. They want to quantify like their rankings, their score. You know, the education is changing. Mm. Um, the, it's a policy that we should not reveal their ranking or their um, score to others. You know, they they are oh, trying to yeah. protect the privacy, but. It's also ironic is that the students and the parents they want to know. They want to know their ranking. They want to know how like the percentage or um their I don't know. It's 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 you, really sad. But I, I, I try not to value that. I know I, I see that I value you as a person, yes, not your TOEFL score. Definitely. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, you brought back a memory that I almost I wouldn't say forgot, but just it's definitely okay. I I I feel that knowing. To a certain level, knowing sort of where you are in this whole well academic system, well setup, well thing, whatever, <laughs> is helpful to yeah. to help you to you know know what kind of resources you need and blah blah blah, so on and so forth. But you remember the time we were students, <laughs> the you know our rankings, like the whole test sheet, would, would just be you know basically you know announced in a huge poster in in, in, in the on the wall know, of the classroom I know, I know. And it's so okay listeners i know that these things i from talking to my friends in the states they they this is not their memory of being students but it, it's a, it, a very deep part of every student in taiwan what i would say in, from our generation is everybody know how how well or how not well you scored on that test and everybody knows it's, your numbers and everything it just like <sighs> uh, it, it's uh, well it's it's it just i would say you know I, I always love to to end you know each episode with a hopeful note i, I would mm -hmm. say that um i think definitely again you know have a good a certain level of understanding of you know where you are in mm -hmm. this well let's mm -hmm. say in this game or competition or yeah. <laughs> sorry, am i being sorry too sarcastic okay kind of knowing where you are it's helpful definitely in a yeah, way but yeah. don't be too obsessed with that yeah. and i really i really agree with what you said because you know for students and younger generation you know mm -hmm. our, our our kids and you know in this world they're they're the the hope for the future and it's really important to create a encouraging mm -hmm. environment with mm -hmm. them before them mm -hmm. and especially with this you know po policy and also how taiwan yeah. is and has been so there are definitely many things to be desired but also there are many well changes and good ones yeah, happening good ones, in our say. education scene. yes so yeah thanks for joining me on this show kimberly <laughs> i love My chatting pleasure. with you so listeners hope you're having a great day or evening wherever you are stay safe and i'll talk to you next time bye bye And that's it for our discussion with Kimberly, my wonderful friend, educator, wonderful English teacher about the English education environment and the bilingual policy in Taiwan. This is still very much a topic of huge debate. I remember when this um, policy was first, you can say, put in action in 2020. There are many concerns from students, parents, and teachers alike. And if you look it up on the government's official website, I think to put it in a hopeful way, it's good that they're focusing on the potential benefits, the pros of this policy. But as we talk about on the show, there are so many things we have to consider. And there are many things, many aspects, for example, cultural awareness and better education environment 
these things have to follow with such a policy. And there are so many local languages, indigenous languages that are in Taiwan that are struggling and dying out. And coupled with this policy, it's further widening the gap and putting so much pressure on students, parents, and teachers alike. So what do you think? Do you think such a policy would really push Taiwan to become, quote-unquote, better? What are some concerns you have or you might have, say, if such a policy is happening in your country? Feel free to write to us and tell us on RTI English Instagram and also email. And you can find us on our website, of course. So take care. Hope you're having a wonderful day or evening, wherever you are. I'll see you next time. Bye. 